Hey buddies, thank you so much for clicking on this video and giving it a chance. I really do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. In today's episode, I speak with Lieutenant Grant Gilbert of the Greenwood Fire Department. You heard me right. Lieutenant Grant Gilbert. Grant's been a buddy of mine for quite a few years now, and I just love what he's doing. I love his motivation and his drive and his passion for the fire service and making those better around him. Today was a very informal discussion that he and I had. He wasn't prepared for anything that we talked about at all, so it's literally just coming straight from his heart or off the top of his head, which every once in a while I appreciate a, a conversation like that. Uh, so, But I plan to have him on again at some other point. Today's episode, we speak about physical fitness the possibility of a 48, 96 hour shift, which would be fantastic, changing shift times, but also his expectations of being a new lieutenant, what he expects of himself, what he expects of those around him, and talking about some of the scenes that he's been on. We talk about that mass shooting that Greenwood Park Mall had a few months back. We talked about what his role was in that scene. So if you guys stick around and listen to that, uh, I think you'll learn a little bit about it as well. Without further ado, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, dude, this is going to be so much fun. I'm already really going to enjoy this. I know that. So thanks for spending a little bit part of your uh, midday shenanigans with me. Yeah, all good, man. Sorry I was a little late. My uh, my dog, my new dog got worms, so I had to take it to yeah. the vet. Well, my wife took it to the vet, and then I had to take my other dog to get some medication for not getting worms. I don't know. Some weird vet stuff. So your new puppy's got worms. Yeah. And he gave, or Off possibly to a great gave, start, right? <laughs> this is going to be a championship dog. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. And he gave your other dog, Hank, possibly her herpes. herpes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're not talking about herpes here. That's a blue pill. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him worms, which is, some would say, the nicer parts of having herpes is. It sticks with you forever. Yeah. Worms I guess can it's get like rid of highly contagious. Like worms? Yeah. Like, like a heartworm? I guess my wife was telling me how like they're highly contagious. Like you can't let the dog lick you in the mouth. I'm like, well, I don't want to make out with my dog. But well, she goes, you're well, you're, you're going to get worms. I'm like, can't get something you already have. So. God bless America. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. Well, perfect, man. Well, what's your new dog's name? Hardy. Oh, after uh, Ed Hardy? No. <laughs> after oh, my uh, wife named not Tom Hardy, but the the singer Hardy, the, singer, the country, yeah, country yeah, singer yeah. Hardy. Yeah, so we have Hank, like Hank Williams. Yeah, Hank you know, Williams. And we got Hardy. No Hank Aaron. Double H's. No Hank love Aaron. for baseball. I'm not a baseball guy. Oh. Sorry, Ian. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's perfect. So, uh, well, today's guest I have, obviously, uh, as you've seen him, and you, if you recognize him welcome him into the show but his name is grant gilbert he is a lieutenant at a local fire department we don't have to state which one but it is in johnson county and it is the busiest department in johnson county but not the highest paid weird so what we'll be doing is talking with grant about being a lieutenant a brand new lieutenant on a department also his expectations we'll be discussing what his goals are and we'll be kind of throwing in some random stuff here yeah and there, random stuff. we can talk shop We'll just talk shop about yeah. it. So uh, when did you just become a lieutenant at this fire department? So it, the exact date would be September 6th of 2022. Mm. So still new to it. Um, pretty pretty uh, eye-opening, pretty awesome experience so far. Got was able to get some work here recently mm -hmm. with uh, my new guys and everything like that. Just getting my feet wet, hitting the ground running, you know. 
How long have you been in the fire service? Uh, so I started as a cadet in 2012 um, with Greenwood. Um, since then, you know, worked my way up to part-time in 2013 and then uh, got hired full-time. And um, actually, I got my full-time job offer on my 22nd birthday in 2016. Oh, so uh, so going, on, going on 10 years total. So 11 if you want to add the cadet. But yeah. Yeah, crazy. What has been something that you've noticed that's been the biggest change in the fire service since you first started? Change? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, the department's growing tremendously that I work for. You know, just the area we serve, it's changing tremendously. Um, seeing new guys come in, you know, we got uh, old guys leaving here. We got a few few people retiring here soon. Um there's a lot of new faces and, you know, a lot of guys stepping up and, you know, providing new things, you know, trainings, things like that, that, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff, man. Since you just mentioned we're having a few guys leaving at our department, how are you accepting the fact that you are quickly becoming one of the more senior firemen on the department? How are you accepting that fact? Well, you know... It's, it's pretty crazy, you know, going in, you know, like I said, I'm still fairly new to the fire service. Um, it's and a newer Lieutenant. Yeah. Too. Yeah. A newer Lieutenant. Um, you know, it's, you can't blame the guys that are leaving that or, you know, like our age, you know, going to, you know, bigger departments, bigger name departments, you know, getting, getting that, uh, that experience up there, getting, getting some fire under the belt. Cause obviously Greenwood, we don't, we don't burn every day. Yeah, we're, t- we're talking name. here. We're talking about like Indianapolis fire department, yeah, the larger ones that are getting Indianapolis a higher or, percentage of fires. You know, uh, even um, Todd's nephew, Captain Captain Brooks' nephew, going down to Miami Dade. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty awesome experience. You know, if I, if I didn't have kids, and you know, I was a single single guy, I'd be I'd eat that up. You know, I'd be going down the warm weather and you know enjoying. Didn't he come back though? I, I I'm not sure. I know? thought he came back. I don't know. You know, I haven't I haven't talked to him um, recently, but uh, he's loving it down there, man. Mm-hmm. So, pretty awesome experience for him. Um, you know, it's what are we talking about? <laughs> this is all just such a fantastic. Oh yeah. Start. So I was my question. I'll relay the question back again. So my question is: You being a, a, a brand new lieutenant with our retired guys that are guys who are about to retire, how are you accepting the fact that you are quickly becoming? I feel like this is like a job interview. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. Um, how are you accepting the fact that you are quickly becoming one of the more senior guys, and especially being a new lieutenant? Well, I think the biggest thing is is if we look back on the department that we're at currently. Um, there was a there was a hiring freeze like they didn't hire a whole lot of people so there's a big gap between the 20 plus years guys and then you know guys like us um, so you know you just have to step up and, and take that take that position and and work your way up the chain of command and you know learn from those guys you know that have those that experience you know I've learned a lot from you know guys within the department and outside the department that have a lot of a lot of years on um, and uh yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy. But when you talked about stepping up and becoming that, what are some of the factors or some of the 
bullet points that we need to be hitting is stepping up and going to the next level from that base level firefighter to that more senior firefighter, acquiring knowledge, acquiring the skill set. What are some of the basic bullet points for you when you say something like that? You know, so for me being a, a newly appointed lieutenant, you know, uh, my thing is I want to be effective and I want to be efficient, right? So, um, and I'm more of what I like to call like a servant leadership. So I learned that from from Dillman that, you know, recently passed RIP um, to Steve, but, you know, just take care of your guys, you know, make sure that, you know, I put myself at the bottom of the priority list when it comes to, you know, being, being an officer. I, I don't, I don't really, I see it as being a, a rank, you know, being a company officer, but my job is to serve them. What do they need? What do they need to grow, to learn, to better themselves, to potentially be in, in my role one day. Um, so, um, yeah. I mean, you said something kind of interesting just there. You talked about setting them up to fill your role one yeah. day. So when you were obviously before you were an engineer, driver operator, mm-hmm. engineer, did you follow that same path before you left and got promoted? Did you have, you know, training the guys beneath you to start driving and start taking care of the truck? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, obviously within our department, you know, we try to get, get the guys squared away, you know, cause you know, historically within our department we have you know that that senior guy is typically the engineer mm-hmm. um, we do have a bid system in place but typically the senior guy is is that in, in that engineer role um, and for that um, anytime that company officers off you know you're going to be expected to jump over in, in his role so it just kind of piggybacks off of one another so um, we get cleared engineers that are you know backups or anything like that that are able to, you know, fulfill that role. So prepare them to be in that role, you know, the expectations in, in that engineer role. And same thing with the company officer, you know, you need to have expectations and in, in the, the shift should run the exact same if you're off, you know, um, the expectations are, are set in stone and, you know, they know how I roll and, you know, you just go, go on from there. So. Let's talk about your expectations of what you expect for your crew alone. <clears throat> 93 is a shift. Not, not, not the expectations <laughs> that some people have written out that yes. you've seen passed around. Yeah. Man. You talking about your rules that you got written out? Is that the, what you're the, talking about? Uh, we're not discussing those rules, <laughs> those expectations. So it's, let's go ahead and talk about your expectations for your crew, right? Yeah. Let's go ahead and start with your, with your backstep. Yeah. Your backstep BC. What is his expectation, you know, right off the bat in the morning? Yeah. So, you know, expectations for me are pretty, pretty straightforward, man. At the end of the day, you know, our job is is to provide the best service capable, to, you know, for for the citizens. Um, so when it comes in in the morning, we I like to get everything, you know, squared away early in the morning. So when it comes to you know the typical house duties of you know the the shitters and all that, um, I like to like to get all that stuff knocked out of the way in the morning training everything and then the rest of the day is yours and that's how I was brought up you know with my former company officer um, prior to me getting promoted um, we like to do everything in the morning hit the store early you know get all the all the meals um, you know taken care of you know throughout the day we eat and everything it's like living in a frat house you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah expectations for us is you know I don't care if it's a lift assist or if it's a report of fire with entrapment, you know, we get on that rig and we get on the rig in a timely manner and we get out the door quickly. Um, What's your goal time? 
my goal time right now, uh, our turnout time, I haven't, I haven't looked at it recently, but, um, from time of dispatch to out the door, I'd like to tr keep it under in a minute. Um, right now, I think I'm around 45, 50 seconds, something like that. So again, it doesn't matter if it's a lift assist or a service call, you know, to a report of a fire, you know, uh, it's consistency is, is the biggest thing. Um, taking care of, uh, taking care of one another is the biggest thing. I like to keep everything in house. Uh, I don't, I don't like, and I, I told my guys at the very beginning, I said, I don't care what other houses are doing or the drama in other houses. It's what we can do on 93's A shift and we keep everything in house. Um, you know, obviously we have weekly, weekly checks, rig mm -hmm. checks, EMS checks, you know, fluids, tires, all that stuff. You know, we have everything set out throughout the week. Um, we try to get that stuff done in a timely manner. Um, knockout training. Uh, so far this year, then what? It's been almost February. I've, I've put mm -hmm. in close to 30 hours with my guys training. Damn. So we've logged close to 30 hours. Been fortunate in going to White River, you know, training mm -hmm. with them. Them guys, those guys are awesome. You get uh, to go to that? Yeah. Did you? Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, you did. Nope. <clears throat> no? We didn't. No? No, we weren't invited. Uh, or I wouldn't not, tell you how many times we went. No, it's not that we weren't invited. It's just that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't uh, placed for us to go. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, instead, uh, there was another two houses that got to go two yeah. times each. Yeah. Hey, you know, training, right? Training who, with who the needs, JV team, right? Who, yeah, who needs <laughs> training? Yeah, And anyone from White River that's watching, you are JV. We love you. <laughs> no, we, we love, love you guys. guys. We have a great awesome. relationship with, oh, our, yeah. with our guys. And I love that, that healthy camaraderie. I love that healthy competition. We need competition. We need to be competing, which, by the way, I challenge anybody in, the state, in, the, in Johnson County to find a stronger crew than 93C Shift. You will not find a stronger crew. Just the 93's house. 93's house is stacked. It is stacked it 100%. Is stacked. The entire. If you want to know the strongest firehouse in Johnson County, you come to Station Ninety Three, and each shift you will see a decently fit across the board, but the most intense guys. Yeah, and there might be stragglers, you know, in other shifts, other houses, and stuff. I can think of, you know. 10 off the top of my head right now we, you know greenwood as a whole greenwood fire department as a whole we have solid firemen i oh, believe yeah. that as as a whole like i can't think of anybody on our department that i that is like i can think of one but like i can't think of anybody <laughs> on the department that that is like garbage trash firefighter i can't think of any obviously you know where we're going but I just I can't. But on other departments, you sit there and be like, dude, that guy's trash. That guy's this. That guy's that. But it's like, but, the, but for me, I don't care. Like if, outside yeah, the department, yeah. my job, you know, again, I care. I worry about my guys yes. and how I can, you know, challenge them to better themselves. Whether it's on the job, off the job, you know, I don't, I don't care what what goes on, you know, in Decatur Township. I don't care what goes on, you know. And yeah, the, the drama of that doesn't need to be it, filled it, with. Groups. Yeah, I got 30, 30 years left in this job. I'm not mm -hmm. gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, get worked up over. You know, I do have a question that, though for you though. Since you said you know you don't want you don't really get worked up into the drama that's outside of the the department. So I gotta fix something on the computer. Real what quick. happened? Nothing. I just pulled up my uh, my mixer, and once I pulled the mixer up, it kind of took over the whole entire screen. 
Uh, yeah, on if you are watching this on YouTube, for one, I say thank you so much for tuning in on YouTube uh, and watching this because I know I'm not the prettiest to look at. But if you do watch, you are noticing the growth of this stash. That's and what we're working dude, on too. Ninety-threes. We're both. Just, we're all working on it. Check it out. Is. Check out Grant's stash. Yeah. Look at that. Oh God, I got a high. Oh, Hide your wives, I'm, boys. I'm gonna. <laughs> Hide your wives are going to be jumping at the camera. I don't know, this one. I don't know about that. Don't know about that. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you. Like maybe you. I do definitely love them. I did have to hide mine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Um, no, what were we talking about? We were talking. Oh, thank you so much for watching on YouTube. If you are watching this, I do really appreciate it. It actually means a lot to me that you're watching on that. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, sorry, your phone sucks and you can't get an, an Android or a Samsung. And uh, get what you, you a good. Oh, dude! Can't be dogging Apple, Apple, man. They're the phones on Apple, man. They're just it's the awesome. same thing. No, they're the same thing. They're user friendly because hey, they all. work. No, 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 no. They nah, work. Nah, nah. They, they're basic, bud. It's the basic white girl phone. Yeah, with blue messages. Oh my gosh! It's the only thing you guys and like. Face, FaceTime me later. I can. No, you can't. I can. No, you, can't. you just got to send it to me in the URL. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to me in a URL and I can do it. Oh, man. As, but, but you know what, though? You you know who's the internal parts on that phone that you got right there? Guess what they are? Samsung. That screen you got right there? Samsung. The best camera quality? Samsung. You know who started the biometrics first? Samsung. I had it five years before Apple. You know, Say Samsung again. Samsung. Samsung. <laughs> you know uh, the I face like, recognition? I like, I like Apple. Apple. Oh, about threw up. Apple. <laughs> Let's get back to the discussion at hand. Uh, the the question I asked you, I don't remember the question honestly, but I do want to thank everybody that's listening, watching. That was talk about. Um, we, we were discussing a little bit about White River. And yes. Okay. So now like I remember. That. So yeah. well, you talked about keeping a lot of the drama and stuff like that, staying away from that. Right. I a hundred percent agree. Now, my question to you is: Do you like to pay attention to what's going on at other departments at a policy and procedure level? That way, you can kind of. Um, compare our department to others on those levels. You know, I, I I don't get too deep into that kind of stuff. You know, again, you know, I'm a um, a policy enforcer now. Yo, keep it up closer. Oh, not that close. Not that close. <laughs> not that. Am I muting it? Am I muting it? <laughs> don't mute it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, no, like I do. You know, read up on you know different mm-hmm. things. The biggest thing for me is 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 the operational guidelines and general orders that other other departments have. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll you know emulate those or you know reflect off of what mm-hmm. we do, see how they you know operate tactically, you know on fire grounds and things like that. Order of arrival is a big thing for me. You know, I try to hone that in in my guys is you know what to expect if we're going to be third, what what to expect if we're going to be second on residential responses or commercial responses um but for me like the whole going into detail on you know you know discipline things like that i follow what we have you know and i just focus on you know one trying not to discipline that's rule number two for me by the way if my expectations and my rules is no paperwork i try not to do the paperwork but Let's explain that for the guys that are listening, because then they're going to sit there and be like, oh, my gosh, like you're letting a lot of stuff slide. So it's not letting things slide. It's no, it's you're not letting anything slide by any means. But again, it comes down to expectations and the expectations are are places to do the job. Right. The biggest thing is do your job, do it 
professionally, um, do it in a manner that, you know, prevent, prevent me from having to do more work. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to be the officer that's writing people up on every, every shift for stupid stuff. That's not who I am. Cause again, I'm still a new Lieutenant. I've been in the, been in that position where I ride that. I used to ride that fine line. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you know, there's been many times where officer pulled me in. What are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> why, why are you doing that? And you know, I, the biggest thing is take responsibility and move mm-hmm. on from it. The biggest thing is having that conversation. Hey, what did you learn? You know? And, you know, going from there, you know, um, for me, it's unless you're really messing up, you know, the conversation and pulling them in the office to be like, what are you doing? You know, let's cut that shit out. Like, let's move on from it and, and go on about our day and have a good shift. So, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and discuss on the, we talked about the expectations for your backstepper. Let's go ahead and discuss the expectations for your driver. Yeah. Because not every time, not every, not every shift day we have four. Yeah. Most days, obviously we're running three right now because one of our guys is leaving for Somalia. Is it Somalia? Kenya. It's Kenya, it Kenya? Somalia. You know what? He's going over to Africa is where he's going, you know. So um, he's leaving for 15 months doing that. Yeah. Good job there, Mark. Hopefully you're going to yeah. be watching thanks, this. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, thanks a lot for leaving us. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm bit a spot, yeah, the, you know. <laughs> he bit a spot. In the hey, I'm, I'm going to come through. All right, I'm head out. <laughs> <laughs> come through. Um, so what's your expectations for your engineer? You know, we could start from the beginning of the day all the way near towards the end of the day. Yeah, so, you know, again, it comes down to it's a bitted spot. You were placed in that spot for a reason. You wanted that spot. I expect you to know the ins and outs of that truck. I expect you to know where everything's at and if it's working in an appropriate manner. Um, I even, you know, the biggest thing for me is empowering those people. Empower those people to make decisions, whether you're on the backstep or whether you're an engineer or a ride-out officer. I empower you to make some decisions. Sometimes it's best for me to be like, hey, if, you know, what do you think about this, you know? And then, you know, if, if their um, thought on, you know, a tactic or whatever is similar to mine, who's, who's are we going to choose? We're going to choose theirs, right? Because, again, it's their thought, you know. Again, one day I hope they fill my, fulfill my role. I can't stand me moving and I see myself here. This is all new to me, fellas. So <laughs> it's like, like, I said, it's like a job interview. I know, like, but I get lost me. in your eyes. <laughs> if you're lost in my eyes, then you're not paying attention to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, engineer, right? Yeah. So ins and outs of the truck, um, knowing its pump capabilities, mm-hmm. you know, uh, friction loss on the hose, everything like that, which we're getting new hose eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be cool to when we get new hose, being able to test all the pressures. Yeah. And actually know what we're pumping out. Because yeah. the hose that we have now is... Over twenty years it's old that antique. I know of. It's yeah. antique. Yeah, it could be. It could be placed in a museum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So knowing the ins and outs of of the hose, the capabilities of the pump, your limitations, um, knowing you know, operationally being able to to you know function you know, on a fire ground, um, being able to obtain your own water supply if you need be, um, and then again. If something is broke or something, you know, is lost, misplaced or missing, you know, document that stuff, you know, help desk that stuff because um, that's your spot. You're getting paid to be in that spot. So um, 
be able to uh, to document those things and you know and, and report to me, hey, this is what's missing. You know, this is what we need to do. This is what's going on with the rig. Hey, it's leaking again for the fourth time. You know, okay, let's let's document it, write it up, and you know. See well, so fixed. so we're talking about all the this procedures around the firehouse. So let's let's try to skip towards what are the procedures you expect of your engineer on the fire ground, pulling up onto the scene. We'll talk about for your what your expectations are for your engineer. Yeah. Then so, we'll talk about your expectations for yourself, and then also so even even you know prior to that, mm-hmm. um, me is I expect you to know the general area of where we're going. Um, I know like you guys, you, you like to map the call prior, whether it's in the map mm-hmm. book or, or off your phone. Um, tremendous amount of help doing mm-hmm. that. Obviously, I have a lot going on in that officer seat from, you know, marketing and route, you know, getting on the right talk group. And then I'm obviously have to try to map the call as well. Mm-hmm. But it only helps if, you know, that engineer has a good general layout or general idea of where the the uh, the, the, call the residence is, the, or the, the address, control. you know, um, so, you know, being able to know main main roads, you know, cross streets, you know, um, hey, this road's closed. You know, obviously we have, you know, a lot of construction going on. Um, so detours, you know, alternative routes. Um, but on, once we arrive on scene, again, I need them to know what order of arrival is, you know, and the biggest thing is communication. Um, so if that, if that first due, if we're first due, you know, Obviously, they know to pull past you know, the house or get three sides of it or stop short, depending on if, where the truck's going to go, because that truck is something special, I guess. You know, it has to get the front of the building, you know, on a, on a mobile home. It's like, okay. It's um, going to be up and in the way. Yeah, up and in the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, obviously, get three sides mm-hmm. of the building. You know, their expectations of my, my biggest thing is getting that first line stretched. And stretch in a timely manner because as the first line goes, so does the fire, right? It's the, What's it's your the, time expectation on pulling a line? So pull, pull a line, depending if it's a if it's a textbook, you know, one room, you know, single story ranch or whatever, um, and it's a short stretch, you know, say fifty feet to the to the front door, forty five seconds, forty five seconds should be a, a, a sufficient amount of time to get that that first line in service placed and and ready to go. Um, for me. Uh, with my engineer, obviously I haven't been able to, you know, um, been able to really work with my engineer since he's been off for, I've worked with him five shifts since I've been promoted and he's been off on light duty. Are you taking a picture of me right now? I am. Just keep talking. Okay. Um, are you videotaping me? I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry about that. It's actually uh, good. That's a good picture. Is it? Yeah. Uh, no, like, um, again, he's been off, you know, trying to trying to recover from surgery, uh, been on light duty, um, so I've I've actually had uh, a new newly hired um, guy that's been in the Greenwood system for a little bit, um, worked on the A shift prior to going full time, and then was fortunate to stay on the A shift. But he's a cleared engineer. He's been driving me ever since. So, um, how's he been doing for you? Great. He's, he's 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 learning he's he's eager he wants to you know get more linen on the ground uh get some more training in obviously we try to take advantage of it when you know when i got promoted but you know pub ed fire prevention week came up there's a lot of you know things that came up that you know deterred us away from that um 
Bless you. No, just yawning. Oh, yawning. Am I, am I making you tired? <laughs> it's just this voice. Oh. <laughs> Wanted to put me asleep. No. <laughs> no, dude, I just had a lot of, I had a ton of coffee. When I have too much coffee, I get tired. Hmm. That's weird. Usually does the opposite. It's caffeine. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've got ADHD, apparently. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he's doing great, man. Um, shout out to my boy, Austin. <laughs> um, He's doing great. He's he's doing well, and an and awesome thing is, man, is I got I got two two young guys on the you know on my on my crew that are really eager to learn and and train and and uh, and you know grow in, in in the in the fire service. So I'm I'm pretty fortunate for that. And same with myself. I'm still you know a newly promoted lieutenant, 28 years old. You know, still still learning every shift. So it's 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 pretty awesome. Um, so he's, you know, we throw out, we do some trainings every once in a while. Hey, what do you think about this? We get three sides of this and we get a line of service. You know, what are you thinking next? Like, what do you want to do? And my expectations is if the, if the, if the hydrant water supply is close by, um, hand jack it, you know, we'll, we'll hand jack to the, to the three houses or closer. I think that's sufficient amount of time to, at least work on it, right? Be proactive on the fire ground. An engineer needs to be proactive instead of, you know, sitting on the pump panel mm-hmm. waiting for, for another company to arrive. To there's so many, them. there's so many times that that happens that you hear something, you'll hear uh, the <clears throat> inside ops guys or whoever's going to be investigations. You'll hear them say something like, um, we're going to need somebody to go to the, uh, the crawl space. Yeah. Just to look, see if there's any smoke underneath. I'll give you the example just last yeah. shift that I worked. Uh, we're gonna need someone to go to the crawl space. It's in a trailer to check to see if there's any smoke yeah, underneath this building. Skirt, pull, pull some skirting. Yeah, pull and some see skirting back. So I, as I was doing the 360, because my officer did a, you know, he did three parts of the yeah. 360, and he's as he's walking, I know that he's already glancing that way to see if anything. But probably didn't see nothing. Didn't see nothing at all. I'm still doing my own 360, just to check. Yeah, is in my eyes that way, and I'm on a trailer, so I'm not yeah. throwing any ladders or anything. Right. But I'm just getting my eyes on it that way. I can kind of imagine it in my head. And he's calling for the next upcoming crew, the ladder crew, just to go underneath and check the crawl space real yeah. quick. I'm like, well, I'm already right here, yeah. and I've got nothing else going on. Right. I'll just go ahead and look. Absolutely. Because the ladder ladder crew's still pulling up to the scene. Instead, I can, I'm can i quicker at just going over there and just opening the skirt up and then looking underneath with a flashlight the entire yeah. under part of the trailer. Yeah. As a driver, as an engineer, your job is to be as effective as you can. Right. And if you can take minimalize some of the work on other crews and just put it onto yourself real quick. As long as it's not impeding on your yeah. main focus, go ahead and do it. It's so much easier. Yeah, to my, my thing when I was an engineer is, you know, there's been, you know, a couple, I had a couple good fires, you know, first two fires and I was, I was pumping. Um, for me, my goal in my mind was I want to get everything done before that second engine mm-hmm. comes. I don't want that second engineer to do anything. Um, that's just that's just how my how I operated. I wanted to be able to get my own water supply, get get you know that first line in service, get that backup line placed, you know, if or if it was a second line, get it a place where I think it needed to go, um, and do all that stuff prior to that second engine getting there. And there's been uh, numerous fires where um, did you ever see that attached garage I had with with now Captain Newman and Turner Burner Turner. Did you ever see that that video? Mm-mm. Oh man, it was, it was a pretty awesome video. So 
it was an attached garage going pretty good. I think it ended up being arson. I'm not 100 percent sure, um, but it was it was going pretty good. We we got there, you know, first due. Unfortunately, we had a plug right in the front yard, so it, it worked worked out for me. So you see, you know, some civilian was was videotaping it, and we roll up right pull pull past the house, get a picture. Obviously, garage is going, and I was telling I was telling uh, Lieutenant Newman at the time, hey. Let me hit this with a deck gun. I just want to hit it this one time. He goes, no, we can get it with a line. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> cool. <laughs> get out, right? And the first thing you see is is Lieutenant Newman, or Captain Newman now, walking up to the house, and you just see me bolting with this five-inch, going to the hydrant. <laughs> just bolting, just beeline to the hydrant, right? I'm, I'm hand-jacking this hose and everything, and that line gets placed. He's... Um, Yelling, calling for water. I get that, get that first line in service, and they put the fire out pretty quickly. I mean, it was all contained to the garage, maybe minimal in the attic space, um, but it was it was a pretty awesome experience seeing all that and seeing me work and seeing my guys work and getting the getting the mission done, getting the job done. You know, so when you're when you're able to actually watch you, the scene that you're on in progression, the entirety of it. Yeah. When you're able to watch it and you see yourself working and you're like, man, like I could have done this better. I yeah. could have been doing this. I could have being able to record and just on our own aspect, because I know that the policy that we have at our department was it was you can't you can but you do. It's it's dumb, in my opinion, like obviously you don't record patients and stuff like that. And that's right. common sense. Right. I think you should be able to record the entire time. I think you should be able to to have a camera on the truck yeah. to be able to record what's happening on the scene because that's how we're going to get better yeah you being able to see that and you'll still remember that like you'll remember because you were on the scene but you being able to watch yourself on video granted yeah. it was a civilian recording we can't always have a hired civilian yeah going following us around and unless, recording it's, us. unless it's dick dietrich riding back step on my end yeah, yeah yeah unless we got something <laughs> like that going on yeah. but we don't have that you know Nine, 90 year old hydrant man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll pull out his walker and he'll be out there with oh, you. Waiting. No, he's, he I does push-ups every morning. Are you serious? Yeah, he's, a he still old gets dude. after it, man. He still gets after it. God bless. Comes to dinner every every night. Every that night. is really cool that you guys have him. Yeah, so. um, but being able to record and go over it and review it, and then also even having the station, your your shift, rec- like review it with you. Yeah. I think that's going to be imperative. Yeah. Now, with that being said, you're going to have to do reviews over scenes anyways and if you have a battalion chief that just doesn't do reviews yeah. then you're just sol but yeah. if you have if you have a battalion chief that does review over each one of your scenes that you do whether it be the shootings that a shift's been uh um placed on you know yeah. like both of the shootings that have happened in greenwood that uh the one both of them at the mall the active shooter uh, i can't remember what month it was but uh, when that happened the first time it was on a shift and you were it was i believe september november ish i thought it was july was it, I, was it I, july I, I don't i'm i don't remember i've good lord dude. it's not like i've been on multiple shootings since then no but, i know, know but it's, it's been too whenever it's that been, first shooting it was, was mid-year last year Okay. Whenever yeah. that was, that was on your shift, and then that most the most recent one, which was in December yeah. or January, whenever the fuck it was. It was, it was, de- it was December. Was it December? Right before, right before New Year's, yeah. Okay. Um, that was also on a shift as well. Yeah. Um, being able to sit down with your shift and talk about what had happened is extremely important, but having video of it is even more important because then, because going off of memory, I'm going to forget things. Yeah. 
on video, it's not. Yeah. It's it's going to be the entire progression, and then you can remember like, oh yeah, I did do that. Oh, I did this. Yeah. Oh, I, hey, I didn't do this. Hopefully, they don't catch that. Yeah. But then you should be able to talk about that in an open forum because that's how guys learn. That's how we get better. That's exactly how that's we get exactly better. Exactly how we get better. And a know? lot of guys are afraid to record because they're afraid to. And my thing is, I think they're afraid because um, it could shine light on what they don't know. Yeah. Or how lazy they are on scene. Yeah. And I think that that's a big issue and it's a huge problem. I think that's a lot why a lot of guys that are senior guys, they won't want to go do these trainings. They don't want to sit down and do the basics again because either they've forgotten some of the basics or they want to pretend or put on that they know more than what they should right. know and that they don't. Yeah. And I'm very stupid. <laughs> so like when it comes with any of the trainings, I take every one of them and that it's like, I'm a brand new guy. Yeah. Teach me everything, even if it's the basics, because yeah. I'll forget stuff. Like I drive, like so. EMS. Am I a hundred percent on EMS? I'm not a hundred percent. I drive. My 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 job is to drive that fire truck and to know that fire truck. So my EMS skills are not as what they would have been if I was back. Yeah, you you have responsibilities on EMS calls, just like you do have responsibilities. There are the there are different right? there are different set of responsibilities. Right. Correct. So. That's why I think recording is extremely important and yeah. reviewing it is extremely important. Yeah. So for you on that aspect of it, do you think that in the fire service for the future of the fire service, are you going to see body cams or at least truck cams, more truck cams? That's a good possibility. I know there's some departments out there that already have them in place. And body it's cams really or truck cams? Truck cams. Truck cams, yeah. And solely for maybe because they're in the ghetto, I don't know, but like uh, – for insurance purposes too, you know, for insurance or for fault, you know, a lot of them you'll see, I think you'll see 10, 15 years down the road, you'll see apparatuses with cameras built in them mm -hmm. for sure. I do know that <clears throat> our trucks are set up to have cameras on the front, back and sides. Mm -hmm. Um, you can see it when you go onto the command zone menu. You yeah. can just look around on it, and it'll show you a side camera, front camera, rear yeah. camera. Obviously, you can as you're driving, you can flip. I like to flip on the rear camera. Just yeah. make sure the car's behind me. You're not too far. Also, a little trick for engineers. If you are driving and you are able to switch on your rear camera, that is such an easy tool to use. If you hit a hard bump, glance at that camera real quick to see if any of your tools or your hose are falling off. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, <clears throat> Ian Garrison right here. Oh, that would have been a great one for you, buddy. Man, Ian. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, he buddy. was supposed to be here to record with us, but yeah. uh, obviously he is not good with time management. Also, today's a shift day, too, so I took PTO for Wait. this. Oh, okay. Yeah, today's <laughs> today's your shift day? Yeah, Kelly it's day. Shift. It's your Kelly day. It's my Kelly day. That's another thing at Green that Greenwood that I would love to have is a Kelly day. What is your opinion on a Kelly day? Kelly day, you know, I hear from numerous people from different departments that it's a great benefit and that it's a it's a necessity, especially you know with our increased call volume. Um, sorry, it's my slots. They want me to play uh, my phone. Uh, no, uh, it's a great benefit for me. I don't know. I wouldn't see it until I actually experience it and go through mm -hmm. it and have one. Um, but I know there's a lot of people that that love them, work around you know vacations and things like that. Um, to have that additional time off. Um, and for me, I'm so used to having that overtime that it's like, I don't, I don't really see it. Like, yeah. I don't really see a need. What I would like is just get more time off. Like give us more PTO days. That we can you know how you can do that. What's get that? a Kelly day. Oh, <laughs> true. true. You could do it. So a, a way of working that in would be, uh, well, you're just, flip it back on me. 
Flip it back on you? Yeah, of course. That's really good. <laughs> We're good. I keep kicking it. Your face. <laughs> Your face is staring directly at me. switch back over. Dude, I'm still glad we're having fun with this. Dude, I love Most of the time, I got to be serious. And that, that's fine and all being serious, but having fun on This it, is literally man. our pass-ons every every shift. Oh, it's way worse than this. Uh, it's I, it's I rated R. It's I haven't unrated. even told my uh, my A-H joke. You can't say the H word on uh, YouTube. He was the uh, <clears throat> dictator back in uh, Germany, 1941, oh. 1945, 1946, whenever he uh, unalived himself. You can't really say his name without getting kicked, so I can't say that, which is uh, part of my freedom. I, I still don't know who you're talking about. Oh, I'm just kidding. Right. I'll it. tell you. Say I had it. a Say it. I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah so that was a joke those are the jokes that you'll pass on and stuff like that yeah. and it's my uh my uh fresh juice joke oh yeah I heard my that. fresh juice yeah. joke <laughs> yeah um so um what were we even told oh kelly days so everyone that i've yeah. talked with that has a kelly day they're like dude 100 yeah. percent, get a kelly day and that's what that's doing is that is it is giving the time off now anybody who's like in a county city council or type of role like that, I would love to sit down and talk about that, yeah. especially having them on my podcast and stuff like that. I talked yeah. to Brad Pendleton before. He was a city council member. But having, if you were giving a, your department a, a Kelly day, that's a guaranteed day off every three yeah. weeks. And you have that. Talk about the stress that we go through. Talk about the, so I mean, I did an episode um, with Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, yeah. and he is a, uh, he is considered one of the top guys in psychology for like first responders, basically for police departments. And in that, we talk about the stress that comes along with being a first responder, being a fireman. And that's one of the more first episodes that he's ever done with a, with a firefighter, which I'm pretty proud of that. Um, but we talk about, you know, what comes, what comes in with the job that we do. Look at most of our firemen. What do they die from? Heart disease. Heart disease. Right? Heart disease is what, what it's the common killer of firemen. Now, I had a couple discussions. I, I talked with a guy. I don't know if he really wants me to say who his name is because he hasn't been on yet. Um, but with a fireman out in Colorado or can't Colorado or Oklahoma, he was in one of the states and now he's in another state. Um, but he was talking about he's like, you can't really go with cancer anymore because everybody has cancer. He said yeah. it, it's you, you just can't go with it. And the, the decreased amount of fires, yeah, your risk is is lowered, but it just you can't say firefighting did it. But the common cause of it of happening, it's still pretty common and that is caused that by that. Um, but heart disease is going to kill a fireman before cancer will. Yeah. Why is that? Because our guys are not taking care of their bodies. How are they not taking care of their bodies? For one, most likely diet and exercise. Yeah. Most likely those two. What are the other causes of it? Well, if, if you're going to go ahead and, and look at what the causes of heart disease are, there's a long list. And in that list is, of course, you get your diet and you've got exercise, but you've also got sleep. You also have unregulated sleep. You love your sleep. Do I love my sleep? You love Obviously, sleep. you know that because I every sleep time in I stop by every... on a sea ship, you're mm-hmm. in bed. Mm-hmm. Always. Why? It's in the afternoon. After in the afternoon, when everything's done, I get my sleep. The mm-hmm. reason being. And I always come and wake more, you up. I don't care. It don't bother me. I, I come snuggle with you. <laughs> well, it don't. It doesn't bother me. It smells right. <laughs> it just smells right. <laughs> well, the reason why it doesn't bother me is like to sleep in the afternoon. Yeah, because we could be up all night long. Yeah. What is that going to do to my fireman 
if I'm the officer that day and I'm, I'm the engineer and I have a captain, yeah, his name's Chris. I'm trying to get him onto here, but he won't do it until he retires. Okay, whatever. Um, but whenever, whenever is best for my crew and for the citizens of Greenwood, not what's best for the department. Cause I don't, I don't do the whole department first. It's, civilians first the people that come into greenwood not just the citizens of greenwood but the ones that come into greenwood that we're going to be serving or servicing it sounds kind of bad but serving or servicing they come first what is best for them i need to have some adequate sweet sleep yeah if i don't have sweet. that sweet I, I don't, <laughs> if i don't have that adequate sleep and i'm not performing to matt's highest level I'm not doing any justice to them. If I'm up at 4.30 in the morning and I stay up all the way until 9.30 at night, I'm not a math guy, but that's a lot of hours in a row. Mm -hmm. It's over 15 hours and I'm awake. What is it that that studies show that once you're working a past like 10 or 12 hours, it's, it's almost considerable. If you're working continuously for 12 hours at a time, it's considerable being slightly intoxicated. Yeah. I may be wrong on that. You guys could fact check me on if I'm wrong, but it's it's around 12 to 14 hours, I believe. We're up. We work 24-hour shifts. How many times have we been up almost the entire 24 hours? Quite often. Quite often. Quite often. So why is it? I agree with you. Get all your stuff done in the morning. Absolutely. 100%. That's, I believe, I, I used to not be that way. I used to sleep in the morning, and then my new boss came in. He's like, no, let's get everything done, then go to bed. I'm like, yeah. I don't like this rule. And I did it. I'm like, I like this rule. Like, yeah. Because we're getting everything knocked out, everything's off my hand, I'm able to relax, yeah. I can get some sleep in, go into a bed to sleep, not a recliner, go into a bed, make sure it's r- really dark, yeah, sleep bunk, for a couple bunk hours. The bed is so nice, or the, the, the beds. The beds are so much nicer. Oh. Having your own having your own little space to sleep, even though we don't have doors, having your own little space to sleep gives you a little bit of privacy, yeah. but also it's quiet. The tones are a lot more quiet, so that's also another thing too, is yeah. the tones, when they wake you up, Ninety ones, ninety ones. They have that old bell. Threes. The old threes the same way, but the ninety ones, man, they have that bell on the outside of that. When you're getting a like a weight, a, when you're being woken up and it's startling, that is a kickstart to your heart. Oh yeah. You go from either your REM sleep or you go into any of your stages and you get woken up abruptly yeah. multiple times a night. In the long run, I mean, look at our older guys right now. How many of our older guys that we have just to, just use our department are in really good shape? How many? How many of them? Not a whole lot. I mean, there's a there's a there's a few of them that come to mind. That there's a couple that come to mind that are in really good shape. I'm saying, what could be one of the causes? There's a laundry lift of causes, and and stress and out. You know, like guys going through divorces, guys dealing with kids, guys. I get it. You've got to be extremely disciplined if you're in anything over forty and you have kids and you're still trying to hit the gym and you're in shape. You've got to be extremely disciplined for yeah. that because having kids. I don't have any kids. But having kids and doing all that, that takes a lot out of you. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot. You know that. You've oh, yeah. got two kids of your own. For me, it, like when I'm off shift, even on shift, it's I'm, an, I'm used to, so used to routine. Mm-hmm. Like get off shift, you know, get my pass on, go home, you know, greet the kids, get them ready for school, you know, kiss my wife goodbye. You know, and I, I take the youngest to – to preschool he's he's still three so he's not in actual school yet mm-hmm. but um and then right after that it's either i'm going to go see wally and liz mm-hmm. and then Our hitting the trainers. gym and then hitting the gym you know getting that knocked out so me it's all about consistency for me is i know what i'm doing on my day off and but you throw in five six you know runs after 10 o'clock you know 
is the is the motivation there. It's not, but I still go in and, and get you it push done. Push through it, <clears throat> but that lack of sleep. But that's going to change. I guarantee you. I'll try not to, yeah. but with age and mm-hmm. you know it will, and you know just being run down like that, you know, it um, it puts a number on your body, which is why yeah. I'm so like forthcoming and I'm pushing for like exercise. I'm pushing for let's get some Kelly days in here. Let's get let's take care of our guys. Like Absolutely. my goal is to look as close as I can to right now when I'm retiring. Even changing it's, the shift time. It, yes. Thank God, yes. Shift time. Shift I, and time. I, I understand. Be huge. It'd be it would be huge, but I do understand. You know why we still do it six both times? You know why it was, we still for, do? was it for part timers? Yep. It was yeah. It was started like people that, that have part time or have part time jobs yeah. outside you yeah. know the department. But there are guys that are used to it. I've had this argument on my on my shift, and hopefully my ball, uh, my my captain Chris is listening to this because he's he's a proponent of he he does like what it, what it is right now the six a.m. shift change. Um, it works really well for him. And he even admits that he has, it works really well for me. That's why I like it. And I understand and I respect that for me. I've got nothing. Like I don't have kids. I don't have a family. Like I've just got Delilah. me and I've got Delilah, but dude, she'll wake up at 2 AM. If I wake up and she's like, what are we doing? I'm yeah, like, what's up? she's, she's, a, she's my dog. No, I'm saying she's my dog. G. She's top G. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. <laughs> but she, she doesn't care. So I understand that argument, but Chris, Chris also says he's like what the department wants, what the guys want, not what the department. What the guys want, if the guys want to change shifts, let's have a good dis- a discussion on it. Okay. And that's something that I've learned from him a lot. It's, it's you know not just me, but all we. Yeah. It's all yeah, it's of us. All like what what all do we want? Yeah. Let's sit down and have a conversation. Open that communication line yeah. and see what we want to do. Absolutely. Dude, anybody, we can change anything we want if we get together and empower ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> anything we can change whatever we want it's as long as we what about 4896s i do like 4896s and i talked with uh, my captain about that he likes that idea as well the reason being um, we had one of our guys do the math on it you end up getting more days off for the entire year mm-hmm. you take one shift off you have 48 hours off with a 96 that's four days off plus the two plus the four before throw a kelly day in there and throw a kelly day and your kelly day could be a 24-hour kelly day it could be a 48-hour kelly day um that one would, would be a very difficult one for me to think about in yeah, my head that's uh, that'd be down. something that you have to write it down sit down with an accountant see what's going to be best for that but guys don't like that idea because they don't want to spend two days at the firehouse but if you think about this real quick but if you guys are wondering more about um Anything what goes along like with the stress and how your body reacts to working these hours of being a first responder, check out the episode I did with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman and Mike Baldwin. We talk about that in that episode. It's actually a, it's actually a pretty good episode. Yeah. Um, I highly suggest you check that out. I would really appreciate it if you did. If you do check that out, just leave a like or if you want to check it out, leave a like on this video or just really you know heart this, whatever you want to do on Apple Podcasts, whatever that <laughs> trash does. Um but uh, what was I talking about? Oh, when you take time off. When you're yeah. taking time off on a, on a 48.96, when you get your first day off, even on a 24.48, that very first day that you're off, let's say you work C shift, that yep. A shift that you are getting off, are your ears hurting? No. Oh, after a while, my heart will start to hurt from that. Sweating. Sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, that first 12 hours, do you ever feel like you're fully, like, recharged like man i feel great it's usually typically i am run down yeah i need a break i need to go back to bed but you're spent you're forcing yourself to stay up now 
Is that being slightly uh, childish? Is that being like a whiny type of baby? Or is, you know, do you need to man up and then just yeah. deal with it stay like hard. everyone else did? Stay, stay hard. You know, like I'm always hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, should should I be complaining about this? Probably not. Is it is it something that's a bit of an inconvenience to me? Yeah, it, re- it, it is a bit, a bit of inconvenience. But I also want to make it better for the guys that are ahead of me. How can we do that? By bringing these things up. And then if I get shot down by my officer and he's like, that's a stupid idea. Don't think about that. I'm like, let me rethink my position on this. You're right. It is yeah. stupid. I shouldn't be complaining about this. And there's he can tell you a thousand things that I've told him or, or complained about or brought up to him that he's like, don't. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. I shouldn't because I'm just spitballing ideas. Yeah, with that 4896, though, you could knock everything out in that first 24, right? Yeah. Knock all your duties out and everything. Training. Sleep in. Yep. Say, you know, obviously get up at appropriate time. But if you're up all night, dude, mm-hmm. go get your rim. Yeah. Go get your rim. Go get, get your it. Rim. Go, go get, get rim. It. You know. Job. No, I'm saying. Yeah. Job. <laughs> so yeah, and if you sleep throughout the day, whatever you know. But again, you know when when the tones drop, shit's got to stop. No, <laughs> the tones <laughs> the tones go off, man. You know, get on the rig, do the job the best of your ability. Yeah. Come back. You know, go back to sleep. I don't care as long as the things are done around the firehouse and mm-hmm. you're contributing. It's all that matters. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, don't sit in the quiet room play ps5 all day and then you know bitch that the towels aren't done or whatever you know like who would do that it's it definitely was not me at oh all. my i've been covering myself the whole time <laughs> you have it's all right oh wow magical um yeah so i, I get what you're saying but with the 4896 I, in my eyes this is how i how i break this out right yeah. The first 48-hour, when you do your 48-hour shift, that first next day, the 24 hours, that's your recoup time. Yeah. That's you mentally getting prepared, like getting taken off shift because you get off, you're still spiked. Your adrenaline levels are still up. Your dope, your dopamine levels are still a little bit lower, and your your adrenal glands are still firing on that on, on a, a physiological level. You're starting to lower your, your amperage back down, right? And that's where you guys, that's where we all get into arguments with our wives. That's where we get into arguments with our girlfriends. If you're a female fireman, that's where you're going to get in a fight with your husband or your, your whatever. Yeah. Or your kids because you're still amped up. You're ready to go. Um, but that's when you're first starting to relax. Once you get your first night's sleep, um, typically it should be a decent night's sleep if you've worked pretty, diff- pretty, di- uh, pretty hard. Um, then you wake back up. Now you have your, your day of just open. It's fresh. Yeah. Uh, then you've got your next day relax then you your next day after that your fourth and final day before you go back to your 48 hour shift that first part of the day still relaxing that next before that night you need about 12 to 14 hours to 16 or 12 to 16 hours to kind of just get your mindset right for your shift mm-hmm. you're already planning ahead in your day uh, for your day what you want to accomplish tomorrow you accomplish like tomorrow. That, you know um that's when you use that let's go ahead and talk about the shift that we have now 24 24 48s as soon as you get off in the morning, that first 12 hours, you're still recouping. Yeah. You finally get to go to bed. You wake up. You're refreshed. You only have 12 hours of that day, but you're still getting all your shit done. Yeah. You're still taking care of Timmy. You're taking him to soccer practice. You're Timmy. taking Timmy. Timmy. Miss Garrison, step my bud, Miss Garrison. But it's. 
you're you're still taking Timmy to the soccer game. You got to run to the grocery store because your wife, you know, forgot to do it, or you guys ran out of tomatoes and need more tomatoes, or you got to go get the car fixed. You got to work on the truck. You, oh, you got your side business, to, huh? Tomatoes, whatever. You got to get tomatoes. Got to go get the fucking tomatoes. <laughs> but like, you got to get all that stuff done. Plus, taking care of your home life. I do understand that that can be very difficult. Yeah. And time management, if you have poor time management, or even if you have great time management, you're still busy. Like, I have, I fill my time up with hobbies. I'm still a busy guy. Yeah. Could I do what I'm doing now with kids? Probably not. I probably couldn't because it would take up a lot more of my time. I'd have to have better time management. And I'd have to have more financial support on that to where yeah. I can, like, I need a babysitter. Oh, 200 bucks? Here you go. Yeah, but that. with that kid, you also have other things that come in, you know, hobbies for them, hobbies sporting for them. events, exactly. you know, things like that. So, like, for my oldest, you know, he just got done playing basketball. He was in you know, Whitelands basketball, mm-hmm. you know, some little rec league or whatever. But, I mean, fortunately, that was only, like, one practice once a week and then games on the weekends. Um, but football, I mean, shoot, he was in football. This was his first year playing tackle. And uh, practice at the very beginning, four days a week, mm-hmm. Monday, Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from 6 to 8. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then as soon as school started, they knocked it down to three three days a week um, through through Wednesday. And then games on the weekend. And so it was travel. Like, it was league, travel. Like, we were going to Martinsville. Travel. Yeah. Um, so, again, you got to take that in consideration, too, uh, when it comes to your, your sleep and, and timing everything. And you know. So let's talk about if, we, if you had that same schedule schedule but you had the 4896s you've now got four days with your family that yeah. you can get things done but the con of that is you're two days away from your family now your wife has to take on that stress i'm in the talks right now with having a um hopefully getting some uh, a, po- a podcast together with uh I, I don't know if i should say their name yet but it's it's a group it's a couple of women that their husbands are firemen Okay, and they talk about what it's like. They have their own podcast as well. Oh, cool. um, but I'm I'm in the talks with them, trying to get them on. But I want to I want to talk with them about like what is it like being a fireman's wife and be, your your husband's gone. Yeah, it's, he may not come back home, yeah. but you're having to take care and, and be the leader of the house while he's gone and yeah. ta- deal with the stresses. And what do you what when do you decide to bring up ideas to them? Whenever you know something arises at the house, and at what point do you say this is a decision for my husband to make? You know, that's something that I, I've always wondered. But then again, if we're doing the forty-eight ninety-sixes, that's going to be more prevalent for you know your your wife's going to be alone more often. Yeah, you know she's not going to have Gwent there to protect her all the time. <laughs> like she's going to have Hwank and you know Hardy and. <laughs> Twintwe, Twintwe, Gwabe, Quista. So like, so the joke behind that is, I had Ian Garrison working with me, and for some reason, we called Grant Wu Tenant, Wu Tenant Gwent. I, I got a damn picture somewhere. Of you yeah. Guys. <laughs> so, are you talking about the pictures that we all took? Yeah. And put them in your uh, oh, in your yeah. locker. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, actually, just send it to me, and I'll put it up on the video. i got to find it first. Yeah, well, actually, I have it as well. I'm so, sure you do. No, for those of my, you, those are my rules. You don't want to see those. <laughs> well, so for those of you that are listening on audio, I'll uh, what I'll do is I'll put it up on the video on YouTube, so that way you can go on the YouTube and uh, watch that, or at least see the picture of it. I'll give you the timestamp on it, too. Right now, we're about an hour in. Almost. We're only an hour in. Almost an hour in. We're 58 minutes 58. so far. I bet I'm gonna find it. 
Yeah, you'll yeah, find it. Take I your really time finding it. it. So me and Ian, we we'll just, Ian started calling Grant, Lieutenant Grant. So anytime we would see him or talk to him in the morning, it was Lieutenant, and it was it was just funny at the time. Did you save it? I think you saved it in the chat. I saved it in the chat on Snapchat, and yes, I still use Snapchat. But we got to talk about, you know, that's going to be something that the wives are going to have to come to terms with if we ever have that discussion of going towards. Oh, yeah, let me switch the camera to you. Oh, it's so difficult. Just what I'll do is I'll say there it is. So <laughs> we copied that's in my locker. Yeah. So we copied the same poses that his two sons were doing. There's three pictures of all of his sons and we copied oh, those. poses. Lieutenant, you got to. Oh, yeah. Lieutenant Gwen. <laughs> So we copied the poses and uh, we printed them out on paper and put them all up there. I left them. I appreciate that, man. I'm and, sure you could, you'll you know, add more eventually. Oh, we definitely will. Ian's coming back down because whenever my my captain goes up to the battalion role, we're going to be filling out some more uh, uh, of pictures for your your. You need them. You obviously need. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, so that's a discussion that's going to have to be had with the wives as well. It's what's going to work best for them, but also for the guys at hand. Is it going to be better for the these guys to sleep in more? A hundred percent. Studies do show that more sleep will help you become healthier. If you have more, do you think that you'll be able to accomplish more in your day if you had a little bit more sleep? Absolutely. hundred percent. Now, are those those cases of where guys are on those carnivore diets and they can sleep less and perform better uh, throughout the day? Yeah, look at Jordan Peterson. He talks about that all the time. Yeah. Um, Gabe Newman does, I think, the carnivore diet, or at least he did, and he was sleeping less, but still getting a lot accomplished. I would assume so. Yeah, but um, he also has a bedtime at like six thirty. Like uh, he goes to bed so early. That's gross. Yeah. Well, that's you, okay. I love hey. you, Gabe. Hey, Mr. Mr. Awesome. Newman, sir. Mr. Newman, uh, Captain Newman, Captain Newman. I can't do it with Mr. that one, Mr. Mr. Newman, sir. Um, but that'd be a discussion to have for the entire department. Yeah. But the guys that are that are the guys that don't want change because it's new to them and they're afraid of change. I mean, honestly, it's because they're afraid of change. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to because the reason why I know that is because I was like that for the longest time. I was afraid of change until something happened to me. And then I'm well, like, that's the thing, too. To two firemen, what firemen don't like is, is change and, you know, keeping things the same. So, mm -hmm. you know, regardless, whatever we end up, you know, deciding on down the road, if we do decide on, you know, on changing the, the time or the shift duration, um, Someone's not going to like it. You know, yeah. And no one's going to like it. Can't please everyone. You know, yeah. So. so shift change time. What do you think shift change should be at? 8 p.m. 8 p.m. I'm just kidding. Okay. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. At least, at least 7 a, you know, pretty much how every other Johnson County department yeah. does it around here. Like a little bit from this way. This way. <laughs> that's too far. And that's almost the porridge is too hot and a little bit closer to you. Perfect. Right there. Right there. Right there. Yeah. Um, almost every other. Johnson County Department around here and, you know, other surrounding donut counties, their shift changes seven or eight, mm -hmm. you know. So um, it would be, I think that extra hour, it helps tremendously. Like I work, I work PRN at, at uh, Bartersville and their shift changes seven. And having that extra hour of sleep actually helps tremendously. Mm -hmm. uh, and sleeping all night. Um <laughs> Yeah, because you're, you're at the Beville. You're at the Beville, bro. Yeah. Uh, great department. Great guys. Great yeah. guys down there. Great awesome department. Guys. I'm, I'm, just not as busy. It's not. Which is a good thing that it's not as busy. It's as not, as but you want, yeah. higher pension base. Yes. Yeah. How did that happen, huh? It's just crazy stuff. Man. Yeah. I, I applaud them. I mean, they, they're, you know, chiefs up there work mm -hmm. diligently, work really hard on, on getting where they're at, so. Which is I great. Them. Yeah, they're, they're they're thinking ahead and they're challenging it. Yeah, absolutely. I, and that's what I appreciate because I've had on uh, White Rivers Fire Chief 
Yeah. I had him on on my podcast, Jeremy uh, Chief Jeremy Pell, which I think he's a great guy. Yeah. Fantastic. You had a uh, Chief Pruitt. I had Chief Pruitt on as yeah. well. And I think great he's dude. a he's a really nice guy. I love I, Chief. <laughs> he's a great guy. I've had yeah. him on before. I, I we haven't talked to him a little bit. I need to send him a message. But you can tell when you sit down and talk with them, it's just it's about the guys. It's about yeah. the guys. It's about the guys. It's what's best for them and the, what's best for the civilians, what's best for my guys. Yeah. If it's good for both, then we're gonna do it. And that's the reason why it's like I think a whole Johnson County Fire Department would be fantastic because for one, in my eyes, this is how it works. Maybe in the minutia of the plan, I mean, I could be wrong, um, but the civilians will get better care all around. Yeah, anywhere you talk about, <laughs> they'll get better care all around if you do a whole county fire department because you're going to have guys from White River, Greenwood, Franklin. Uh, Bargersville, yeah. Nineveh, Needham. Like they're going to be all coming in and doing department trainings. They're going to be growing. You're going to have guys that are at Greenwood that have a little bit more experience more than everyone else on fires. Let's say, let's say they do. Um, they're going to be going to the, the departments that don't have as much experience and then sharing that with them yeah. or the training because the print, the funds for training is a little bit more at yeah. one department than it is the other. I think it would be better for the civilians. Now the problem that the reason why it probably won't ever happen is because who's going to be the chief, right? Who's going to be the deputy chief? Who's going to be, you know, chief of training? Who's, it's that's going to be, that's going to be because all the chickens want the job and they want to have the notoriety of it. And well, want to be right charge. now, there's too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Is the thing right now. So who's, yeah, who's going to be, who's going to be the top dog, you know, and top then chief. you know work your way down, you know. So I'd say just flip a coin, you know, rock paper scissors. I don't know, like you could run the guys. I'd say a lot of the guys would want it, you know, for yeah. sure. I, I'm, I'm sold on it i think it'd be beneficial to you know the citizens and and you know the the members of the departments so um, we're all on the same page and and especially like the northern half of the county you know mm-hmm. ourselves you know white river township and in bargersville um we pretty much operate around the same order of arrival things like that yeah and we we, we run well, here recently the asia has been running quite often with with white river and things yeah. like that so um I think the uh, operationally it would, it would we would be just fine. Do you think it's beneficial for the outlying stations to train with their uh, neighboring departments? Absolutely, Absolutely. and we, obviously we did it recently with you know White River with Old Fifty Threes. Um, we worked with them. Obviously, you didn't get to experience that again. Sorry, touchy subject, but uh, on <laughs> the A shift we we went over there three times. You know, trained with you know. 51's engine, 53's engine, you know, um, 52's engine as well, you know, multiple different occasions, and and we were able to work, and we worked extremely well together. Um, And also fires, too, just Mm -hmm. fires, you know. We had that one the day of the shooting, you know, um, that night it was pretty cold. You know, we had pretty much all of northern Johnson County on that that fire. There was a pretty badass picture taken of me on that fire. Stay hard. Stay hard. That was a stay hard one, wasn't it? That was the stay hard yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. That was the one that David so, Goggins commented. But yeah, I mean, we all. Go check work, out my Instagram. You can go look at it. We all work extremely well together. And uh, I, don't, I don't think, I think back then, like everyone's like, oh, Greenwood guys are a bunch of assholes, blah, 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 blah. It, a lot of those people that, you know, built that reputation for this department are since gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. It, and you're going to see a lot of the, you know, guys like ourselves where, you know, we're kind of in the middle of the road with seniority, 
you know, working our way up to the top. And it's, it's going to start with us with, you know, promoting that change and driving that change and putting it in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So, um, it could be with guys that had beef earlier on. Let's say we had yeah, some more yeah, of the guys. Yeah. It was just some stupid discussion or something was said and, or a way that something was done that they didn't like. And they're like, forget those guys. We're never going to train with them. And we ha we are the newer guys that don't have a beef yeah. with that neighboring department. Yeah. So we're just looking past and be like, let's grow together. Let's yeah. do this together. Like with my captain, we, we set we just set up a, a breakfast with the neighboring departments. Oh yeah. The guys at the same shifts that we run with that we're just set up we used to do it a while back, a couple of years ago before COVID, and then yeah. that just kinda just ruined some stuff. But setting it up and hanging out with these guys, meeting oh, yeah. with them, talking to them, getting so, to know them. So we meet with uh fifty one's house uh probably once once a month. We invite them over for dinner, they invite us over for dinner and we over, you know, go talk shop and, and talk you know, fireman stuff with them, you know, have a meal with them. A bunch of great guys on the A shift, 51s. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Captain Harkins, you know, you got, uh, Jacob Bryant, all them guys over there, great, great guys. Um, Jory Cox, awesome ladder engineer. He can drive the shit out of that rear mount, dude. He's, he's pretty, pretty squared away, dude. Um, but also, I mean, it's, hey, we're getting names of faces. So when it comes to, you know, being on a fire ground or, you know, um, you know, being on any multi-company response, you know, we, we know who these guys are, you know, and, and what they're capable of. So, um, especially like a 135, man, mm -hmm. 135 is really taken off. And, you know, I, I've, I've discussed it with them guys. I said, hey, if we get anything, especially with the traffic or the, the road closures right now in Honey Creek, it's a pain for me to get all the way down to, you know, Redwood Apartments or, mm -hmm. or, um, Kroger, especially if we're at headquarters, you know, it's, that's selfish if I don't add them, you know what I mean? If I take a take a, a fire, report of a fire down there, you know, we're, we're sending four of our engines in a truck down there, and you got to throw a rock and hit, you know, two houses on 135. It's just the right thing because it's not about us. It's about them. It's about the community we serve. So, you know, I'm, I'm if that means I get paperwork over, I'm going to sign it with my finest pen I have. Um, but at the end of the day, I know what those guys are capable of doing, and – they perform pretty much the same way we perform and, and we work well together. So yeah, I'm going to start them. Absolutely. So just things like that, man, it's pretty awesome. Obviously, uh, I'm, I'm know all the guys at Bargersville fire. I work down there. Great guys down there again, you know, can get in our Southwest corner of our district pretty quickly. Yep. Um, so why not start them? You know what I mean? It's, it's the right thing to do. So again, it's about, about the citizens, not us. So. That's something to, because I think it was pushed always so much more. Because you just sit and talk with the older guys, it's always what can you do for the department? What can you do for the department? And it's never what can you do for the civilians? What yeah. can you do for the betterment of, of, of the guys? They're the, that work they're the here? ones that this is. They pay our pretty much sign our paychecks. You know they what do. I mean? We work for them. So yeah. if that means that, you know, it's appropriate for us to start a, a closer, most appropriate apparatus, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if what, put, your, put yourself in the situation of the emergency, how I think about it is my mom needs help. Yeah. Like, she needs help now. Uh, not, not because, like, oh, I'm going to be the one to respond to that with an 11-minute response time. Yeah. It's um, two or two is just down the road. Right. I'm going to start those guys. I'm still heading there, right. but I'm going to start those guys because they're going to get there in three minutes yep. and I'm 11 minutes out. Yeah. It's that's how you got to think about it. And then also being aggressive. Like what, what do you think about aggression as an officer? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Do you think it can be very healthy? That was, so, sorry, that was a loaded question. So aggression with me is, yeah, I'm going to, 
I'm an aggressive firefighter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an aggressive officer, but also you got to weigh the risk benefits. You know what I mean? Is it worth, like I was talking to my guys the other day. I'm like, there's only a matter of time that this Long John Silvers catches on fire. Oh my you know gosh. what I mean? Like, gross. and I was, I was discussing with them. I said, if we can't get it with a hand line pretty quick, I'm backing out. It ain't worth your life. It ain't worth mine. You know what I mean? On mm-hmm. something that could be rebuilt in, in two weeks. You know what I mean? It ain't worth it. Plus the the construction that's how is all the the load that's up top with the you know the um, RTUs things like that are up top. It ain't worth it. That shit will collapse. Quick. If you're wondering what a RTU is, it's a rooftop unit. Yeah. So um, they throw everything up top on those on those um, restaurants, those fast food restaurants. So um, it and it's an eyesore. Like I know it's a Long yeah. John's. Who who eats there? I don't know. Uh, the old A shift used to eat there all the time. They oh. kept that place running, that and Donato's. Sorry, John. Sorry, Worm. <laughs> yeah, sorry about those guys that are listening. Yeah. They, they kept that those places running, man. Yeah. They'd go and eat there all the time. Oh, yeah. uh, but it, it comes down to with being an aggressive, I think, because, I mean, I've, I've been a ride-out officer for a little bit, yeah. you know, but I'm not, I've never been a, a an actual lieutenant. But for me, I see it as you want to be a pretty aggressive but smart, a tactfully aggressive officer. But that aggression can come with experience too. Correct. That's the biggest thing. So, you know, my aggression versus a guy's aggression that's got, you know, 25 plus years on is going to be different, Mm -hmm. right? Um, My aggression with a guy that's six months on that has no fire under the belt, you know, it's going to be different. Yes. But it's, it's, and I think we discussed this a little bit, um, about, you know, aggressiveness and, and, you know, trying to motivate you guys or push your guys deeper in, you know, nowadays, are you going to, are you going to get in trouble for going, you know, get the fuck in there, you know, kicking them in, pushing them in. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, are you going to, are you, what are the consequences of doing that? You know, what if, what if his, you know, he closes up and he doesn't open the line and, or whatever the circumstances may be and he potentially gets hurt. You know, mm-hmm. who's that fall on? Mm-hmm. Falls me. on the officer. Falls on me, right? My responsibility is for him to go home every third or every morning. So, you know, and then I have to answer to his wife or his girlfriend like, hey, this is what happened, and I have to eat that. You know what I mean? And what would I be able to live with myself with But that? let's flip that back around, right? So let's go ahead and <clears throat> I'll just be devil's advocate. My house is on fire. Yeah. My Dude, my, my dog is in here. Let's say my kid. Let's yeah. say my kid is in here. You got a guy that freezes up. We're going to have some words and I'm going to be meeting you out in the front yard. If I can't get you guys to go in. Now, if I see you kicking the guy in, he's, he wakes up, goes in perfectly fine. I can understand that, but there needs to be that discussion too. Like who are we allowing on our departments? You look at a lot of departments. Like I want, you watch YouTube videos yeah, and you got people who are getting these jobs that, it's a di- it's a different world today. It is a different world in so many aspects. One of those being, do we get as many fires as we used to? Absolutely not. We do not. So you don't get guys get you don't get firemen getting their metal tested. They're all just brand new. Yeah. They got eight years on. Still haven't had a real decent hard fire. Right. All room and contents. Um, but once you get your metal tested, and you realize, oh my god, that's scary. Cause I mean I get it. It is scary. I've had a, I've had a couple of fires that were like you're inside. And you're like oh wow, like this yeah. is it's getting kind of warm. Like yeah. it's I don't I can't see shit. Like, right. but 
you got to have that instinct. You've got to have that training underneath your belt that's going to help you get through those situations. But today's world, it's you can't be as aggressive of, I can't have this guy on my farm. But it's also my responsibility to prepare them for that, too. It, so you can training, you can prepare you know, them yeah, for as much as you can. Though. If we can acquire houses more frequently, um, the trainings or, you know, going over to, you know, those uh, training facilities that are, you know, pretty local, um, going in there, feeling some heat, you know, getting some reps in, mm-hmm. you know, under fire conditions, um, preparing them to, you know, potentially when that time comes to perform, yeah. you know, to the best of their ability. Um, so, yeah, it, it falls on me 100%, but I can't, it's like diving, you know what I mean? You can't force anyone to do dive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you're a firefighter. Your job is to put out fire, save lives and protect property, right? So you got to be that motivator to motivate them to make that push, but in an appropriate way. It's, you know, you can't be like, I'm going to drag your ass in there. Now, if they lock up, I mean, we've, we've heard of it before people lock up. Like it happens. Yeah. They they either a life, you know, changing, you know, call that they went on or whatever. Um, you know, they, they lock up or anything. Biggest thing is communicate. You know what I mean? Hey, second engine, we need you, we need your hands in here. Let's, let's make this an attack group. Let's get a push on this. And by no means am I trying to call anyone out. No, we're not calling anyone out, but this is how we learn. This is how how I've locked up on a run. I locked up and thank God I had Curtis Huffman on that run with me. It was an EMS run. And I'll, I'll explain what happened. It just takes a quick 20, 30 seconds. Had a kid explaining. He was a kid was, it was uh, December 25th. It was Christmas night. This kid was explaining a story to his parents. For some reason, he had a prop as uh, he had a gun as part of the prop in the story. Pulls the trigger up to his head. Didn't know there was a round in it. Fired and shot himself in the head. We get there. They open the garage door up, and I still remember it to this day. As the garage door is lifting up, I'm seeing blood dripping off the bottom of the door, and I look down. There's a big puddle of blood, and this kid's twitching down, and I see brain matter. Yeah, I locked up. Yeah, Kurt comes in. He literally hits me in the chest. He's like, "Let's go to work." Like, oh, and he and Kurt knew the kid's not gonna make it, but we're in front of the parents. Let's get him going, Let's get yeah. him out of here. Give obviously, you know, try our best. Right. As soon as he did that, woke, got me out of it, yep. helped him pick him up, put him on the cot. Uh, Austin Dickey was one of our, I believe it was Austin Dickey was one of the backsteppers that night, and he was bagging them as we we're moving. We we're doing our best that we could. Yeah. Um, obviously, sadly, he did not make it, but I locked up. Yeah. And thank God Kurtz had the experience of EMS, tremendous EMT. He got me out of that by just giving me a tap. I looked at Kurt, and he goes, we got this. Let's go to work. I'm like, Kurt knows what he's doing. So I trusted in that. You know, the power was in him because I knew that he knows what he's doing. So it's happened to me. So I'm just saying that there's there's that experience level of – who you have around you. If you're all brand new and you guys are all locking up, that's probably not a crew that you want to have empowered right now. You right. want to you want to put somebody of leadership in that role. Right. That's what I'm talking about. There I am. <laughs> there you are. So what would be some ways of if you have somebody who's doing that on a fire scene, let's say it's a fire scene, you have somebody sure. locking up, what would be a healthy way uh, that you think of it motivating them to go? The professional way? The you, professional do you want the professional way, way or Let's how the, I would handle it? Let's go Because that's professional, but I like to use yeah. my words a lot, and sometimes mm-hmm. I don't have a filter by any means. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have guys that are pretty aggressive. Uh, myself, obviously, you know, 
I, I instill trust in my guys. If they, they think that they can make it, I'm going to give, give it every chance I can. You know what I mean? You know, if you have a, you know, fire blowing out of a, out of a front door on a house, you know what I mean? We have a line, you know, put water on it. Right. So it's a small victories for me. So, you know, make the door, make the hallway, work it back, get to the seat of the fire. Um, like you were talking about earlier about, you know, if, if your dog or your kids in here, right. Again, you relay that out. Hey, we got confirmed entrapment. Where is the location of this person? You know, the truck company's coming in and, uh, Hey, ladder, they're on the, they're on the Delta side window. We're, we're getting a line of service. We're going to start putting the fire out for me. That that's big on me is, um, water on the fire makes everything better. You know what I mean? Um, and my guys are pretty aggressive on on doing that. Again, we don't have we don't have a whole lot of fire. We don't burn every day, mm-hmm. um, but we do a lot of training. We prepare ourselves the best way we can. You know, when that time comes. So let's go ahead and talk about that shooting that you guys had um, with that active Which shooter one? At, the, at the mall. The first the, one, or the second one, the first one. Okay, the the first one that was uh, targeted. So um, your guys' role was was a triage. Or which, what was your guys' role? So we'll start pretty much at the beginning. Let's go ahead and do that. So you tell me the story. I was actually, I wasn't promoted yet. Um, I was just riding out there uh, at the threes at the time. So um, our response on any shooting, we don't have an actual active shooter um, call type in the CAD. We just have gunshot, which a gunshot sends a single engine, a medic, and a battalion, right? So obviously you click on the call, you, get, you see the notes just rolling in, right? active shooter food court yada 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 multiple patients so for me we myself and you know uh one of my uh backsteppers he's now since moved on huh closer sorry uh he was he was uh we were working out at the threes obviously we have the cad inside the weight room call came out we're like oh crap you know maybe someone accidental discharge whatever you know that's happened multiple times at the mall. Um, so we click on a note seat rolling in, and I tell them, I said, let's get in the rig. I said, if, if this is an active shooter, they're going to call us. You know, they're going to they're gonna need the resources. So we sat in the rig, and uh, we uh, were listening. You know, they transferred over to a fire ground, got on a fire ground. We were listening to radio traffic, and uh, battalion chief said he needed – needed more resources started the appropriate resources so we got started right so we were kind of late to the party it was probably i'd say five ten minutes late to an actual happening so we started rolling got there we ended up being i want to say we we're fourth or fifth uh rig there our engine there um by that time they already had the rescue there had engine two engine one um and i think engine four or 52's engine was up there um so we end up getting there, um, staged right there at the uh, between um, Dix and Von Mar, where that service corridor to go into the food court. Mm-hmm. We staged there uh, with Engine Four. Um, we were chit chatting a little bit with uh, was chit chatting with the Fours officer, uh, Lieutenant Laraway at the time. A lot of guys were coming out, um, civilians coming out, hands up, and everything like that. Uh, unified command was established right there with Dean and um, the uh, Chief Ison, or Battalion Chief Dean and Chief Ison. They got that unified command structure established. He assigned us to do, um, uh, what is it? I was pretty much the transporting officer. 
So I was I was part of um, the transportation. So pretty much right there on the other side of Dix, right there where Sears is, we were um, uh, that's where we set up the uh, ambulances. So I probably had eight ambulances there. Uh, I didn't see by that time all the ones that were transported out were already gone on the road. Um, I think I forget. I think we transported two out of there, so they were they were all gone. But I ended up having eight or nine ambulances there ready for for transport. So, um, other than that, man, it was had the TSU TSU rolled up. You know, obviously the that was that was around the time. That's why I think it was around it was around the fair time because the mobile command was at the mm. fair. So it was around around July. Okay. Um, so that's when it happened. Um, it showed up, you know, and then we had park rangers show up, state police show up, Franklin police, you know, so many officers coming out of the woodwork, off-duty officers, you know, that were, you know, out and about, heard about it, coming in civilian clothes and, a, you know, a ballistic vests, you know, and ARs, you know. It's like, what the heck's going on? Like, it's crazy. Like, people are, people are ready, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know we train on that. We we've we've done multiple um, trainings on that exact same scenario in that exact same area, yeah. um, and which is pretty crazy because every time we've had any large mall training, it's always 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 in the food court. In the food court and on C shift and on C shift. So <laughs> yeah, so you guys do all the all the trainings. We'll we'll do the calls. So yeah, the A shift's been been pretty hot and heavy with those. And which, I believe unfortunately, but. Wasn't it the police department just completed an active shooter training just either the day prior or a few days prior Yeah, on that one? So they were ready to go. Like yeah. they, they had every training tool optimal to them yeah. or opted to them that they took on and yeah. utilized that within the next two days yeah. for that. It was the day or two after that. Yeah. Um, looking back on that, uh, any reflection, any things that you would have changed or thought differently of that you would have done on that call? Really, like I said, for me, in the role I was assigned, really didn't do a whole lot. I just made sure that there was enough ambulances there for potential, you know, more victims or, or patients and um, make sure they had a way in and a way out. So make sure, you know, no cops were showing up blocking the means of egress for, the, for those ambulances and uh, really just hanging tight until I was assigned anything else. But by that time, things started de-escalating, kind of got released and went home. So there was nothing really that, looking back, that I would be like, nah, I wish I did this differently, you know. Um, but we were we were ready, man. We were, we were ready to get to work. And, you know, fortunately it was, you know, lives were lost. That's unfortunate. But um, it could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. It could have been a lot worse. And, you know, hats off to... Was it Andrew Dickin or what was his name? It was Dickin, wasn't it? Last name. Something like that. Dude, has got a shot on him. I tell you that. But he does. He he saved a lot of lives that day. So the mall, I believe the mall did write a, like a suspended him from coming in, but darn. then I think they revoked that. Yeah, darn. They revoked that because like, how are you gonna? How for one, how are you gonna do that to the guy that literally just saved your business? Because that mall, I mean. My, I have my opinions on the Greenwood Park Mall. Yeah, I have my opinions. I know that they bring in a lot of money, but I have my opinions on it. I think it's gone downhill yeah. severely, and I think yeah. it needs to be completely renovated because yeah. that thing is just security and safety there. Obviously, there's two mass shooting, two shootings that have happened there. The second one was between two parties. Regardless, it still happened. Yeah, 
And um, I've just I've been to the mall a couple times. I'm just not. It's the same thing. It's the same thing it's been for the last 20 years. Just different stores. Yeah. My opinion. I think it needs a complete remodel. Make it fresh. Make brand. Make make it look brand new. Now I do know that there, politically, there's some disagreements that have happened uh, between the Simon brothers and, and the current administration. Um, but I don't know. We'll see if things yeah. change on that. Um, your your goal as a lieutenant for the Greenwood Fire Department, what is your five-year plan? My five-year plan is really, for me, get street cred. You know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of guys that, that want to move up the chain pretty quick. For me, I want to get more fire under my belt. I want to, I want to, you know, get some more experience being a company officer as a lieutenant. Um, continue to learn and grow, learn my crew, build a relationship with my crew. Um, you know, we, we tend to, we just, try to go out you know off shift and and spend some time together you know family oriented biggest thing for me is i'm a, I'm a big family guy so um inside internally uh continue to train with them you know take calls learn from those calls learn from training um learn from my guys get feedback from them and how i can improve um we do those i always get sidetracked for this but we always do those year-end evaluations mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of them like because it's like oh I grade you zero to four on performance zero zero to four or zero to five on on this and that if there's an issue that ever arises I'm not going to wait till the end of the year to address it with you you know what I mean we're going to talk about it we're going to move on from it and and make sure we we don't do it again right so um, yeah man uh, learn learn from my guys take some more classes I'm currently you know working on you know another certification. So when an opportunity arises, you know, down the road that if I want to put in for it, you know, I'm, I'm going to, um, never going to really pass up the opportunity to better myself or better my crew. So, um, try to get them some more reps and, you know, in, in trainings, you know, um, and just be a better officer, be a better, be a better human being, you know what I mean? So pretty, pretty straightforward. Nothing crazy. What qualities do you think make for a good lieutenant so the biggest thing is you know is trustworthiness you know you got to be a trustworthy individual a confident individual a competent officer um guys crave firefighters crave a confident officer that empowers those guys you know empowers empowers people i i don't they don't work for me i work for them this is that's how i i think of it so if they want to go out and and, you know, flow some water or get some linen on the ground. Let's go do it. You know what I mean? I, I love doing it. I love training. Um, I was brought up that way. And, you know, when I was a part-time guy, full-time guy, we were we were getting hose on the ground because that's that's what an engine company does. We, we, we pull hose, put fire out. We do the real work, not the truck work. So, um, you know, for me, you know, whatever they want, I'm going to do the best to be a voice for them. You know, middle management's kind of challenging at times because there's some un- things that I don't really necessarily agree on that are passed down sometimes that I have to enforce. Um, and then there's some things that they are, you know, have question about that I have to bring up and discuss. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just like rambling. It's like talking. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Keep rambling. Yeah. You want me to talk? Keep going. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, obviously, 90, 85, 90% of our calls EMS. So being proficient in that, um, 
you know, motivate, motivate my guys to, uh, you know, to better, you know, better themselves, treat patients like they're one of your own, like grandmas or, you know, whatever. Um, be honing your skills as, you know, BLS, BLS skills. So, you know, all the stuff that are within our, you know, scope of practice we're going to, we're going to do and, and, you know, train on and, and better ourselves that way. Um, obviously we got a new, we're affiliated with, you know, now Franciscan. So learning not a whole lot has changed. Um, but you know, reviewing those, those, um, protocols, you know, being proficient of those, um, just any way that we can better ourselves, uh, as, as 93 is a shift. That's, that's what I'm for. So, yeah. So how do you think physical fitness applies to the fire service today? I mean, you gotta be physically fit to do the job, right? I mean, this job is physically demanding also mentally, but you know, being physically fit, it only, I don't do it for myself. I do it for them. I do it for the community. So, you know, it's, it's a necessity to be, you know, physically fit. The biggest thing is like, for me, I don't have big muscles like you. Oh, um, it's, it's, you know, you're in immaculate shape. Um, Shut up. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm don't get, I appreciate don't that. Don't get bricked up over there. Over it, so. I'm staying hard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, um, physical fitness is, is a must in the fire service. You, you gotta, you gotta be physically fit, um, to do, to do the job. And, you know, again, it's majority of the work is, is being physical, physically fit. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, pulling hose or whatever the circumstances may be, I want you to be able to, I'd rather you give me 90% for 45 minutes to an hour than 110% for five minutes. So it's that longevity too, being able to continue to do the job throughout, you know, the whole incident. And then potentially two hours later, after we clean out, we get banged out for another one. So again, being physically fit, being mentally prepared to do the job, they all, they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So. That is something that's a great point. One of our firemen at uh, Station 91, his name's John Molinero. I'm pretty sure he won't care that I use his name. It's a name I think that people need to hear because I think you'll hear more of his name later on. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, with what he does. But remember us small people, John, whenever you make it big. Um, John John can do the job, man. He's he's, he's smart and he's, he's good. He's, and he's, one of those, he's one of those senior guys that I, that I look up to tremendously, and he's mm -hmm. he's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of potential. He does. Um, he, he's able to retain it. Oh, That's yeah. That's the thing. And he's he's going to classes. Heck, he just, him and, you know, Sheldon, shout mm -hmm. Sheldon, yeah. uh, went to Florida recently and did yep. that high-rise training and brought back a lot of stuff and sent email out to the department and was like, hey, this is what we did, you know. It's um, good stuff, and he's he's it's pretty awesome that he's doing that, man. It's so. it's got it's the guys coming up and and learning and growing and bringing it back to the department, yeah. and um, then it's the older guys being you know uh, open enough to sit there and listen to yeah. it because I mean I get it like if there's a brand new guy coming in trying to tell me new stuff like or a younger guy coming in telling tell me how to do my job it's like. I get a little bit of an ego check, yeah. and then it's like, oh, God, I need to show. You got to keep an open mind, man. I got to keep I mean, an open things mind. Are, on things it. are evolving. Fires getting hotter, faster. You know, mm -hmm. there's different ways to skin a cat. You know what I mean? And there's different ways to different material today. Oh man, different it's, material it's crazy. Uh, but to talk about fitness real quick, to keep on that subject, um, John like, is one of like the guys. Fitness. 
I like fitness. You like the donut in my mouth, dude. That's, I had what did I eat last night? I had oh, I went to Texas Roadhouse. Had me a full yeah. You only had one bowl. roll. I had one roll. That's right. Um, because I got to keep up somewhat of a bah, 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 bah. I have to keep up somewhat of a physique uh, for myself. So um, I should have done the McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm living it. <laughs> That's what I should have done. <laughs> well. God bless. Uh, this episode's going down the drain. No, no it's, no, it's going to be fun. It's fun. Um, but John gave up, got up the idea to have the have his crew, has his house, doing uh, in the mornings. They when they get there, they get all their stuff done, and then they go do a bottle drill together. Yeah. And they're just not they're not seeing who's the best. What they're seeing is where are we at physically and cardiovascularly. Where are we at? Well, and they're challenging and themselves they're, too. It's a, it's a huge that's, challenge that's, to yourself. So for those of you that are listening that are wondering what the exercise is, for one, I posted on my social media on my Instagram. More simple podcast or my Facebook, um, but what it is, it's a one minute walk on the treadmill at nine percent at three point five miles an hour, and you got to pack an SCBA pack while you're breathing um, air, and uh, you start the timer right. Obviously, when you're starting, as soon as you clip in, you start your timer, and then you do the st- uh, treadmill. Then you go do uh, a simulated uh, rope pull, like rope pulls, but simulated as in pulling ceiling down. Oh, sweet. At like 90 pounds or something like that. Okay. 20 reps. And then you go and grab the dumbbells and do a shoulder press. So you're standing up, dumbbell shoulder press for 20 reps. And then you do box steps. So you just step up on a box 50 times with one foot, right? So it's, you know, one, two, one, two, one, two. Like, so it's every opposite one. So you end up doing 100 total. Okay. Um, I do, a, uh, I do uh, one that's different because my knees – Especially in the morning, my back and my knees are not that great. You're old. Uh, I'm old, back surgery and everything, and knees are not great. So I just do a modified. I use the side of the treadmill, and I just go as quick as I can, but I'm doing just quick steps on it. Okay. So, um, But after that, you do as many rounds as you can. And go at a decent pace. Go at a, a, a challenging pace. Yeah. That way you're still breathing that air and you're still trying to force yourself to like keep moving and pushing. Don't be lazy and slow. That's not the goal of this. Like, Because right. I can make this last 25 minutes if I want to just go slow and just barely breathe. Yeah. I want to make this an exercise. I want to see where I'm at physically and, and cardiovascularly. And you do as many rounds as you can. Um, I've noticed, I've tracked on my days off. Your days off affect your days on work. People don't, Think about that. But when your day's off, if I'm eating dog shit and I'm drinking all the time, like I don't eat pure dog shit. You got like, a belly full of white dog shit. <laughs> you lay this crap on me. Uh, but if I'm eating trash and I'm eating fast food and then I come into work expecting to perform, yeah. you're not going to perform as well as if you're eating healthier or cleaner. I understand it can be it can be more expensive. It can be. It doesn't have to be. I I. I, I cook for myself. I eat for myself. I understand how cheap it can be because when I had someone here, I understand how it could be. Well, now I think I think of it more like a, your body's like a vehicle, right? You it put is. You put shitty food in you, you're going to run like shit. Yep. You put good food in you, you're going to run good. You put shitty gas in your car, it's going to run mm-hmm. like shit. You know, you put good gas in your car, it's going to run. It's going to mm-hmm. run a long life. And know? I noticed once I had I had two margaritas the night before. Now, obviously, it what was. Is, what like is this a, amateur hour? Hey man, no. Hey man, chill out, bro. It was strawberry margaritas. Were really oh. strong. Um, <laughs> they were delicious. Um, but I don't normally drink. But when yeah. I had those two margaritas the night before, I came into work and I I noticed my performance was lower. So yeah. I'm like, I can't be I can't be doing this. Yeah. Like it's not like it's the night before thing. It's like even if it was two days before, my performance is still lower. I can't yeah. be doing that to my body. Yeah. Like 
I need to be at higher performance at all times. So that's why, I mean, they started this this trend and it worked its way over to the 93s and there's guys over at the 94s doing it. Hey, speaking of which, that's uh, my uh, doing a podcast. It's Battalion Chief. What does he want? I don't know. I'm a Chief Larry? Guy. Yeah. Should we call him? Podcast. Is everything okay? <laughs> Chief Larry. Wowie. <laughs> well, I'm gonna miss that guy. I know he's retiring. He's got a lot of knowledge, man. But Dude. he's retiring. But he needs to he needs to retire. Like yeah. the guy's been busting his ass for third however many hundred years. He's so years. old. He is old. He's old. He's gonna die. Yeah. But he's falling apart here. Yeah. His knees and everything are falling apart. He left a voicemail. Uh oh. Oh God. Hey, turn it on. Let's see. Nope. <laughs> nope. Hey, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, you're the worst fireman I've ever seen. Um, don't tell nobody, Larry. I'm trying to hide it. I'm sweating. Um, but fitness comes in, and it's imperative to our job. Yep. And this is a great tool to do in the morning. And it's yeah. gotten a few other guys. There's a guy from Rushville doing it. There's a guy from um, uh, Franklin doing it. There's a guy at Bargersville doing it. Like, it's got people doing it. Someone just sent me a picture the other day from White River. They're like, hey, you guys is workouts have motivated me to kind of actually hit the gym a little bit harder. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. and it's not me, but it's, it's about all of us. Yeah. It's, it's about changing that persona and that, uh, that the, the thought that firemen are all fat and overweight. Yeah. We got to get, we got to get these guys in shape. This is what's going to be the number one biggest health benefit for them. Yeah. And, and if that's motivating the new guys that are coming up, like you got to work out, man. If, uh, why does that name sound familiar? Waxing, Jackson, flexing, waxing. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, motivating one another. Motivating, yeah. motivating the newer guys then. Because there's guys that come on. I knew nothing about fitness yeah. when I was getting hired on. I barely knew anything. I still didn't know anything, even though I was the only one around at the time when I was trying to get into the gym and there was nobody that, at the firehouse that really worked out. Yeah, and your brother was... Bigger than you. He was not ever bigger yeah. than me. Okay, he's old. He's still bigger. No, no he's not. Happy birthday. He's Nick. just tall. Yeah, his birth, Nick's birthday's tomorrow. Nick, happy birthday, Nick. Yeah. Um, but that was something that it's like we need that knowledge. Now, do I expect the fire department to give me all the knowledge on fitness? No, I do not. I do not expect them. But you look at departments like Pike, what they do, like Pike paid for all their guys to have Fitbits, and they help pay for their memberships for the gym. Now. Pike has a little bit more money, but the way to insinuate guys to going and working out is you got to give them a reward. Yeah. What is a reward? It could be a competition. You could do it competitively. There was a, uh, I believe it was Andrew Carnegie that had one of his iron mills. I believe it was Andrew Carnegie had one of his iron mills that um, he went to the day shift and he said, how many, how many, uh, how many assortments have we completed today? They said six. He went and wrote a big six down on the ground. The night shift comes in, and they said, what's this big six on the ground for? And all they said was, day shift completed six, uh, six, uh, whatever. Yeah. They completed six pallets of iron down. And they're like, oh, well, we're going to do seven. So they do seven. Yeah. And then they write seven. They erase the six, they write seven. Day shift comes in, and they said, well, this is like, why are they write down seven? Well, they got seven completed. Well, we're going to do ten. Now, not only... Are you having healthy competition between your day shift and night shift? 
but also your business is going to be performing at a higher rate, more optimal. You're going to yeah. be making more money. Yeah. What's going to be happening is as long as you're a good owner, you repay that to the guys. So you have healthy competition. Your business is now increasing. So let's go ahead and use this. Um, let's use the fire department. Let's make some healthy competition between our shifts. Healthy competition. You're not only going to have healthier firefighters, you're going to have better operating uh, scenes because you don't have guys now falling out due to exhaustion because they're fat and overweight. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing or seeing that happen. Is because these guys are not taking care of themselves. It's the, I understand it can be difficult at the times and stressful, but there's there's ways of going about it. Yeah. Um, health insurance wise, you're gonna you're you're gonna go down because you're gonna low you're gonna be lowering your risks of, of high vulnerability of dying. In the long run, you're gonna be lasting longer uh, when you retire. Average lifespan of a fireman after they retire, I believe last time I read it was about 15 years. I'd like to increase that to at least you know 16 or yeah. 17 or 8 to 20 years. But you are going to be increasing your risks or increasing your um, uh, lifespan after retirement. Taking You're investing in your own body. Now, the perfect thing, a wonderful thing that we have right now uh, that is kind of in that test run period is the uh, the TAC house, which is the PT stuff, yeah. which has been fantastic. Oh, it's, absolutely. I use it all the time. I'm there every Twice week. Twice a week. Twice a week for you? Twice a week. It's fantastic. I mean, it, that's something is investing in your people. And in the long term, it's going to pay off. Yeah. And not just pay off for the firemen. It's going to pay off for the department. It's going to pay off for the civilians because they're getting better treatment. Yep. So that's, I mean, my tangent on it. But I think health and fitness is, is just is imperative uh, along with knowledge of the fire service. Yeah. But we also can't stir away from the mental aspect either. Correct. You know, that's, again, discussed earlier, that's that's a lot of it too. And that may help with, you know, our 4896s, you know. Yeah, it definitely could. Or maybe, maybe turning the CBD, you know. A hundred percent. There's a department out in – Oh, man, I want to say it's Boston. I can't remember if it's Boston or whatever. Are you looking it up? No. Oh. <laughs> well, thanks for being my Jamie. Sorry. Um, there's a there's a department out, I believe it was Boston or something like that on the East Coast, that they put it in their general orders or their, uh, their yeah, their general orders that the guys there can, uh, it's not smoke marijuana, but take CBD that might possibly have THC in it, but doing CBD on shift. Um, now, from what I remember about it, it's there is a lot of positives that come along with like uh, cannabis or yeah. CBD. Let's just talk about cannabis. There's a lot of positives that come along with that. Um, the, the negatives of cannabis is obviously the impairment, a slight impairment right. uh, while on duty. Obviously, it's just like drinking. It's just like it's just it's similar to that. It's don't do it before shift. Right. You know, don't be waking up in the morning like taking a hit of the joint and then going into work. It's unacceptable. You can't be doing that. Um, look at firemen out in Colorado. I don't believe that they are still uh, uh, they're not covered if they are high on shift. I don't believe they can still do it. But look at neighboring departments to us. They're they're changing their policies on it because of what it shows for decreasing stress, increasing sleep. Um, there's a lot of benefits. I'm trying to get a guy on right now, dude. It's so difficult to get people on this thing, but it's uh, trying to get a guy on right now that would talk about that kind of stuff, like the benefits of it, and also obviously we need to know the con- the cons of it too as well. What would you think be some of the benefits of obtaining that protocol? 
for cannabis? Yeah. You know, there are testings out there that, you know, allow, you know, you can tell exactly how much percentage is in your body or whatever. For me, it would be a benefit on the mental health, you know. Um, it, it would be hard to kind of regulate it. I, I would have to look into it more. I don't, I don't, I haven't done a whole lot of research over it, but. But there's a lot of studies out there that kind of talk about cannabis and, and, you know, first responders and you talk about like mushrooms and you talk about with uh, veterans as well and how they're using psilocybin and stuff yeah. like that. But that'll be a talk for another day, yeah. which I would love to sit down with you again at some other point and talk. But Grant, I really do appreciate you spending the time just out of your day. I know you got a really busy schedule with your kids and your wife and, and yeah. all that two stuff. Dogs. One, and two, two dogs. One with worms. The worm dog. Worm dog. But, dude, I really appreciate it. Is there anything that you want to add before we finish out? No, man. I appreciate, you know, you having me here. You know, we uh, we already have a pretty good relationship, you know, on shift and, or off shift. And you're my boss when, you know, during the summer we're mowing and stuff. So oh, you know, I always appreciate having a conversation with you. So thanks for having me out here, man. I love it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. You want to kiss me or something? <laughs> We have made it to the very end of the videos. Thank you so much for sticking around all the way until it was completed. I'm sure you're just as excited as I am. Actually, I was really pumped to have that conversation with Grant, a completely informal dis uh, discussion that we had. So the next time I have him on, we're going to have some more bullet points to hit beforehand that we have some studying to do and we have some uh, studies to back us as well. What did you think about this episode? Speaking about CBD and cannabis, talking about shift change times, talking about uh, changing completion of hours, adding in Kelly days. Like, what, what do you guys think about this? Go ahead and put down in the comment section below or just reach out on Instagram when I make a post about this go ahead and put down in the comments of what you think what should we do as a department what do you think is best for the department so without further ado thank you so much if i earned a like from this video please by all means hit that like button if i earned your subscription please by all means hit that subscribe button until then i hope you guys have a fantastic day have a great week god bless